Welcome back to the Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe Yule. Um, I have just been on a little bit of an interesting road trip to get here this morning. Um, I'm in a place in Ibiza that I actually only discovered very, very recently. Um, it's a little hidden gem of a restaurant, obviously well known to today's guest, which is why he's chosen uh, for me to meet him here. Um, but I did just have to come down a road from Santa Agnes called Cami Despla de Corona. Now, that has to be the least popular road uh, in Ibiza right now. There's no denying <laughs> Any road with the word Corona in it is probably uh, not one that's going to be frequented uh, as much as usual. But that road leads you all the way down this beautiful farmland track, uh, literally just one car width wide. Uh, There's nobody coming the other direction, usually when you're driving down here, thankfully. And you just come to this incredible, incredible lookout point, uh, which, of course, looks over um, the viewpoint which the very final leg of Toby Clark's walk will be ending up here uh, at this restaurant, which is the Restaurante Puerto de Cielo. And it's a very kind of... If you didn't know it was here, you'd never find this restaurant. It's just one of those places that it's um, a family-run little gorgeous spot um, that just does the most amazing fresh fish and seafood um, and with incredible spectacular sea views. Um, It does feel like it's literally just jumped out of the ocean and onto your plate. So that is where Toby Clark from Walking Ibiza is celebrating 10 years of um, his wonderful creation today and it feels like a really really special place um, to be marking this very very special day I think you know any business that's lasted 10 years on Ibiza um, gets a hat off in my book but I think the fact that you know Toby was one of the first businesses to really kind of I think kind of raise the profile and awareness of Ibiza as a destination which isn't just about um, you know, nightclubs and music and the electronic dance music scene. It's it's so much more than that. And I think, you know, we kind of should be patting him on the back. He's done a lot of hard work um, sort of to promote himself, but also, you know, to promote this island as a, as a place where people come to do healthy, beautiful activities that make them leave this island feeling incredible. And, you know, that wasn't happening 10 years ago. Um, and I would say he's, he's almost like a little bit of a trailblazer um, in that regard, obviously doing a job that he loves. So it's not been um, as difficult, perhaps, as it would be to set up any other kind of business. But when you're doing something you love, you know, the right people enter the mix. And that's pretty much um, how I met Toby um, when I first came here eight years ago going on some of his community walks in the winter time I made all my friends uh, through those walks and I feel like it really opened up kind of um, my horizon of community which is very important on this island when you've just moved here from another country and you don't know anyone um, you need um, an infrastructure of people that can support you and be there for you and you need the right kind of people and I think you know the kind of people that go on crazy hikes up and down mountains in Ibiza um, in the middle of winter are not the ones who maybe 
are into things that are, are so different from you. And that's what I will always be grateful for um, to Walking Ibiza, which is kind of why I'm here um, to celebrate this momentous occasion. And also, I think, you know, I wouldn't still be here if it wasn't for Toby Clark. I think I was here for maybe six months before he invited me to go on his round the island challenge walk, the very first one. Um, that he'd ever ever done and it was kind of the reason I ended up staying here I was a little bit like jaded after six months wondering how I was going to make it work would it work could I you know make the right connections and kind of financially um, survive here it's a hard place um, to carve out a business and to get things off the ground and I was feeling a little bit like you know how's this going to pan out it wasn't going smoothly at that point in the game but when I'd combed the circumference and every inch of this island and seen, you know, every ragged, cragged rock and inch of its beauty, you know, it just makes you want to fight that little bit harder to be here. And you have to fight if you want to stay here anyway. But I think it just reconfirmed in my mind that it was worth fighting for. And that's exactly what I did. So I have a lot to be thankful for to Toby Clark. Um, He is going to be joining us soon when he gets back from leading one of the 10 walks to mark the 10th anniversary that are taking place this weekend. Um, he's coming back from Bill's Gate, um, which I've actually never had the pleasure of. Um, and I hope to actually potentially, um, do tomorrow with him. But, you know, he's just one of those intrepid explorers. Um, he's pretty fearless. He doesn't take you on a boring walk, which is why we all love him. Um, and he will always pick something that is a little bit challenging. (laughs) You never really know what's going to (laughs) happen. (laughs) but I think that's the beauty of these walks um, in Ibiza I mean unless you pick obviously something very obvious and flat there's not a lot of uh, parts of this island that are that way inclined so I'm very 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 much looking forward to guesting him on today's episode of the Reset Rebel podcast thank you so so much for coming back to listen Um, we are massive supporters of Walking Ibiza on this show they have supported us by giving back to charity um, giving free walks around the island to people that really needed a reset on that 12-day camping hiking um, trip outdoors who maybe couldn't afford it Um, we've helped a lot of people and I'm really you know again thankful to Toby Clark for supporting this podcast and also um, for putting something back into an island which I feel um, gives us so much so that is the end of today's introduction (laughs) Um, I'm literally gagging to go over there to the restaurant and I know there's going to be some amazing live music um, some wonderful food and some gorgeous people amazing views I know Toby loves the word amazing and um, yeah some pretty good company so um, yeah let's go and meet a few of those people but before we do so um, I also just rounded up a few people that were on the around the island walk with me and some of Toby's closest supporters and people that love walking Ibiza just to get some of their memories before we go into today's show don't go away so we're with one of our favorite walking Ibiza guests uh, haven't seen him for absolutely donkey's years. We welcome to today's podcast, Donkey Years. My dad's got a donkey sanctuary. Are you crazy? <laughs> yes. How are you? Um, now, listen. Let me tell you something interesting. Around just before ten years ago, I'm in a villa party somewhere up here, and I bump into Toby and his wonderful wife. <laughs> I just bought an iPad. It was more or less out the box, and I was just kind of showing it off, you know, with all the stargazing and this type of shit. And we're talking, and he tells me the story about like his passion, his walking. I said, I'll come on a walk with you. So I used to run like the marathon. So we pick up this iPad and we scroll through. You hear, you hear, you hear. And about like today, uh, we find this date. We hit the button and it was me, Samir, 
Charlie Chester, Gay Johnny and Toby. And we did the first ever walk. It was amazing. And I remember after the walk, I was quite tired. It was in Cala Vincenti. We went to um, Comedia San Juan, I think, and got quite drunk. And that was it. And then I did more or less every walk up until about three years ago, but now doing a, like a slightly different thing on the beach. It's really good. Thank you, uh, Toby. So, with Mr. Charlie Chester of uh, Essential Ibiza, how are you, sir? I'm all right. I'm absolutely shattered. Was that from the big 10th anniversary walk that you just completed at Bill's Gate? Yeah, yeah, I have done that. I, funny enough, I did, the, I did it with Toby on our own about a week after lockdown. So it's quite a monumental walk for us, really, because it's just like coming out of that lockdown, although I was walking every day in Santa Catrude, so I was like, Toby, this is going to be really good, you know, just getting back to just to walking just getting back to something normal right at the back end of uh, two nearly two months inside you know, it's like a prison sentence so yeah today yeah pretty mad but bar the coast with the coast guards and everything so yeah no great walk wouldn't be a walking ibiza walk without a little bit of drama though yeah but that <laughs> having to call the coast guard out was a bit bizarre but yeah it's all, it's all all right it was my mate my, one of my best friends who i went to school with primary school so uh we I've known him since he was four and his son just went over he didn't go all the way we caught him so it was really scary really worrying for about two minutes and that was the only way to get him out was a coast guard so wow. 10th anniversary drama apart from the drama though like what is it that always brings you back to walking with Toby well it's, it's just a community vibe isn't it you know um, go on your own walks and a lot of walks of splint- there's a lot of splinter walks isn't there you know people and that's fine, people doing their own walks because there's just 10 friends. But you're just walking with 10 friends again, aren't you? You know, and I walk with my friends and I walk on my own a lot. And to be honest with you, I was walking four or five hours a day in the, in the, in the lockdown. I hate that word. It does my head in. And, and, and it was therapeutic. But it, and it's nice, and I was doing it with my dog the whole time. Four hours a day, one day I did six hours. But it's not the same as this, because it's, it's, it's a little vibe, isn't it? We did the first walk, me, Mitch, Samir. I can't even remember the other two. I think there was two other guys and Toby's. So we did that in, um, in Calavincent, you know, just a few of us. And then before you know it, you're hearing that his walks have gone to 30 people and 60 people and too many people and three walks a day and you know I st- I've still been doing them but I can't do them all the time you're like whoa what's going on and you know and then obviously you did the walk with Billy and that and, and I- I'd love to do that it's just it's, it's impossible for my life to but this new walk this this walk he's gonna do doing the round the island in bite-sized chunks yeah no that I tend to, to be honest with you as well I'm not it's not I couldn't take 10 days off of my life just to be and I'm not sure I want to be sleeping in a tent I'm a, maybe that's why you should do it oh it's not me it's not me <laughs> well it wasn't me either but I absolutely loved it yeah no I bet it would be but it's just you know wife kid and uh, so they're, they're, yeah perfect I'm gonna I'm gonna do the first one next week and see how we go nine till six in the afternoon like in the evening, uh, we'll, we'll do that. Well, I walked over the bridge into the city where I live and I saw my old landlord. What's your best walking Ibiza memory? What's the one sort of story that stands out over those 10 years of trips that you've taken or experiences that you've had together with walking Ibiza? The first one on this one. <laughs> what happened on that night when you created the first walks with Toby, with Samir and, and Mitch? Well, we, I, we just did the walk. We didn't even know what we were doing, actually. I remember going to San Vicente that had only really been up there once before, and I never knew the coastline was 
was that dramatic up there. There's a little bit of history behind Fra Franco executing people up on that coast. I was like, what is going on here, you know? So I remember coming back going, wow, but I had no idea it was going to end up, this Toby's thing was going to end up like this. And I was no idea that today was going to end up with a drama and a coast guard and all that. So um, they're, they're the, the first one and today are the standouts. There's nothing in between. There's a lot in between, but there's, there hasn't been two that stick out like today. So it's not worth trying to match them. But you're someone that, you know, kind of flips between being the kind of health superhero and somebody who's not you know, really uh, partaking in the in the health train at all. I mean, what, what is it that kind of, you know, Toby's obviously kind of championing sort of more a more healthy existence on the island, which I think is something that this this island needs to give people a reminder that that kind of exists here in this in this environment. It's not just, it's, I don't know if it's just the retox, the detox, as we, as we call it, and it's not just the health thing. I think it's the exploring thing that people get. You know, he's got some of the biggest footballers in the world have walked with him last year because they want to see the island. So I think he doesn't try and push the whole wellness health thing. It's it's come and do what you want to do and make the most out. I think that's a good... Make the most out of what we do in the way we do it. You know, I go through stages of, you know... I mean, I don't go to clubs anymore. I'm t you know, I just don't. But... It's easy for me to stop drinking and stop drinking in the in the winter and do a million walks. And then, of course, the nearer you get to April, and you're back out socialising at events, and that that's hard. So you have to yin and yang it and try and make sure you do these things, you know. And then when you do them, you think, why why didn't I do? You know, I can go five six months and not walk with Toby. And then when you do it, you think, why did I? Why wasn't? Why didn't I do that? Do you know what I mean? Keep it. So I'm here with Tim Cairns, uh, a walking Ibiza guide at the very special anniversary 10th lunch. How are you doing? Great. Having great fun. I've had a fantastic walk this morning with a really nice group of people. Whereabouts did you go? We went to um, Atlantis and uh, walked down to Atlantis, went for a swim and then walked back up again and then went over and had a look at Esvedra and uh, everybody was absolutely had a fantastic time. And then we came back over here for lunch. What is it about Atlantis? I mean, it's just one of those spots on the island that's just a little bit special. Oh, it's a funky place that the hippies smoking too much decided to call Atlantis, and it became that way. Obviously, the real name is, just for the sake of uh, in history and for the Ibithencos, it's called Sapedrera, which means the quarry of stone, and that's where they mine the stones which they use for the fortress of the walls of Ibiza. Uh, and... So having taken away the stones, it's made these great sort of caves and holes in the rocks and it looks very artistic now because it's very clean cut. What's so special about Atlantis? It's um, a very um, a special place. I mean, it was named Atlantis mostly, they say, by the hippies that went there and uh, became a funky place to go and hang out and so on. And it is physically a very interesting place because of the stone that was taken from there and the, the holes in the rock and the gaps that are in the rocks left by the stone taken away uh, makes it look like a, almost like a work of art. And so it's a very funky place. People go down there and listen to music and camp out sometimes, spend the night, and you know, as people do. And it's, it's a quiet place. You can get away well. Everybody knows where it is now, but uh, you could get away before 
and uh, it, it, it was, it's a great place for a swim. And also take some magic mushrooms. I've seen there's a new mur- mural on the wall there now, down there. Well, yeah, <laughs> there. Actually, on a cave just up from the bay itself, there was an ancient mural, or ancient, it was from the 70s, painted by a Japanese artist. Uh, Very intricate, very beautiful, very, very stunning, very beautiful. Took a long time to do, but unfortunately people through time have not respected it and sprayed over, changed it, modified it and done all kinds of things. But yeah, it's a cool place. I mean, uh, you go down there and you feel really nice. It's uh, The sea is crystal clear down there and it's, uh, it's very nice. How do you feel working for Walking Ibiza, doing something that obviously probably doesn't feel like work? Well, you just, uh, you said it, of course. I mean, you know, we get to go walking all over the island, take a bunch of people, talk to them about history, because we're well trained. We, we work hard to, and Toby, believe me, makes sure that we all get correct training, both medically, historically, about herbs and all kinds of things. So when we take a group out, they get all kinds of information from us, you know, and they go away with uh, having not just a little stroll in the forest or along the rocks and so on and then back home, they actually bring back some stuff in their minds as well, so hopefully it's a memorable thing. I get to go out and do it and they pay me for it, so hey, you know, I'm not complaining. I didn't want to laugh there where you were talking about Uh, the education that Toby gives in uh, the ancient herbs of the island. Having been on the very first Around the Island walk, I'm very familiar with Toby's uh, extreme wisdom when it comes to herbs. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm not going to go into details, but uh, no. Um, every, the, the interesting thing is that if you take the same group and you change the guide, uh, you're going to get a different walk each time. So, Because each guide is passionate about different things and knows different things. In my case, I came to the island when I was a year old. So my first language was Ibithenko and then uh, English later on, and I grew up, and uh, now I'm back. I went away, and I, my parents built a house here uh, 50 years ago, etc., and now I'm back staying because my mum is now 92, and I've been here for 10 years consecutively. And I, I love living here. I've wanted to come back and live here all my life. So being a guide and talking to people about Ibiza is great. I love being able to guide the short and sweet walks and being part of the Walking Ibiza guides team. Um, sometimes when we're on guides outings and we're sitting around a table having lunch or drinks, um, I look around the table at everyone and think how very lucky I am to be working with such a fabulous group of people. It really lifts my heart. And the boss ain't bad either. Magic moment? Well, that has to be when I cross the finishing line after completing the ATI into 2017. Um, usually I'm on the whole, I'm the one holding the finish line balloons and it never fails to choke me up when I see all the hikers cross it because I just know what they've all been through and what they've achieved. So thank you Walking Ibiza for giving me the opportunity to be, um, be a part of it. Really grateful for that. So, Toby Clark, day two, how are you feeling? I'm very good, just managing with the regulations and people numbers, which is always fun at the moment. Always fun. It's very interesting at the moment with numbers because we're only allowed 10 people in a group. Um, so we have to have lots of guides and split the groups up. So that's what we're trying to do this morning. Hmm. Fun and games. But how are you feeling to be uh, the Pied Piper for a second day in a, in a row with another... How many walks unfolding today? Uh, we've got one, two, three, four walks happening today. So all over the island, walks starting in different locations and different styles of walk and 
They're all setting off around now, which is rather beautiful to think of all those people walking all over the island. And then we're all coming together for lunch later on, which will be very nice. Round two. Round two, yes. <laughs> Are you feeling particularly special after last night's uh, extravaganza? Particularly special? Um, I don't know. No, am I feeling special? It was just really nice and lots of people have actually been sending in lovely comments that, who even came on the walk yesterday. I had a lovely comment this morning how the coming on the walks makes them feel lovely and warm and like they're really part of a lovely group of people. So it's, it's nice to get confirmation that I'm doing the right thing and people still come and enjoy it. That's the main thing. That's the reason why I do it. What's in store for us today? We are gonna, we're actually on now the original pilgrim's route that takes us up to the shrine of Tanit. So Tanit is the island goddess and this is what people would have been doing for thousands of years. They would have been walking up to the shrine where they worshipped her and um, to give an offering. So give, give a blessing or an offering to whatever they want. Um, Tanit is very um, famous for being the goddess of fertility. So if you want to have a little baby... You can make an offering, Joe, and um, you might be lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Toby. Yes, I'll uh, bear it in mind. See if I can find something to pick up en route. Um, what about you? More babies? Uh, no. Well, it's funny. I'm just about to literally um, become a granddad. So maybe I will wish for safe, a safe journey for my daughter's baby. And the first due date um, is actually today. So yesterday we had a sea rescue by the Coast Guard to rescue someone who wasn't very well. And today maybe we have a, a baby coming at lunch, you never know. Always drama where you're involved, uh, Toby Clark. <laughs> well, normally not. Normally it's a nice gentle walk. And we literally very, hardly ever have accidents or things that happen. But yesterday was yeah, the first ever sea rescue we've had to do. And it all worked out okay. Everyone's safe. Um, yeah, so maybe today I'm looking for a nice calm day. So the baby, the the baby can wait. I was just getting. Uh, they all heard the wait bit and thought, uh, stop. I think. The terrible acoustics in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get a bit of um, acoustic on my voice there. I was, a little bit of uh, reverberation. Are we going into the cave today? Yes. I'm very lucky to know the guy who has the key, the key holder. So he is waiting for us at the moment to arrive and then he will open up the cave and we can enter inside, which is rather nice. How did you swing that one? Uh, he's actually, he, um, the, the key holder changed last year and it turned out that it's now a friend that I've known for about seven, eight years, back from the Healing Ibiza days. So when, he, when I went up there one day, I was like, Juan, fantastic, you're here. <laughs> and now he only lives around the corner, so he's very happy to pop out and... I give him a little tip, he's very pleased. Wow. Is that a monetary tip or a sort of a wash your hands after you've been to the toilet? <laughs> Definitely monetary in this, on this occasion. Yeah. So, yeah, very nice. And, I mean, you know, obviously everyone talks about Tanit being the goddess that presides over the whole island. You know, obviously she's a queen of fertility. But, you know, what else is she kind of known for? Um, Tanit, there's actually lots of arguments that go, go on as to the true origin well not, not the origin but the worshipping that people would have done for Tanit and it can get very confusing depending who you talk to but my interpretation of it is that she's the goddess of fertility so she would protect the mother during childbirth and um, up until the child the baby was about one year old they would really worship Tanit for, and ask for protection for that and then she's also the goddess of war 
um, because it was a time when war was going on all over all over the Mediterranean. So they wanted a goddess to protect them during war, and also because lots of people died back then. She's the goddess of death. So the sort of full journey. Right. <laughs> so that's what um, she is in my, in my interpretation. But depends who you speak to. Depends what book you read. There's various interpretations of it. And why is the cave supposed to be this kind of like place of worship for her? Um, they they found very actually little evidence of the reason for these caves. They actually the only evidence they found that it was Tanit. No, so maybe I'll start back then. They found a plaque in the cave to the. Um, the god of healing, Eshman. So they thought, ah, it's the, the, they were coming here to worship the god of um, healing. But then under the pile that they thought was just a load of earth, they started digging and they found, I think, nearly 3,000 little busts of Tanit. And they were beautifully painted and in gold and all sorts of things like that. So then they thought, well, it must have been a pilgrimage place where people would come and give an offering. They'd, they'd be like a, a street sellers selling little busts of Tanit. Mm-hmm. So you'd buy, just like people do now when they go to... India or wherever to do a pilgrimage and they would buy a little bust put all their energy and wishes into it and then present it into the cave as an offering to Tanit so that's why they think it must have been an offering to Tanit unless that's where they made the busts and those are all the ones that were no good and they just chucked them in the cave you never know see (laughs) it makes a good story though doesn't it Toby it does yes indeed we like we like good stories (laughs) we do definitely it's always good to have a little bit of uh, history so after we've left the cave we've done the whole kind of uh, shrinage and had a little chant you can leave some chanting bit of singing in the cave Uh, I might leave that to you if you want my voice um, as you might have seen yesterday at the lunch with me singing is not the best so maybe you'd like to do that one Joe. I would absolutely love to that would be a sacred way to celebrate the 10th birthday maybe it could just be a giant happy birthday um, but that would be, be very good it would sound rather wonderful in the cave as well the walk you were saying is through an ancient pilgrimage also an ancient track yeah i've only found it this summer when i was looking for another a shorter version of this route 
And it's basically, uh, all I can fathom with it, it must have been before they had lots of paths crisscrossing the island, before they had trucks and cars and things. And it's an old path that would have crisscrossed the island. And this one would have been used by people to go fishing. So we actually passed a very old um, farmhouse. And then it would have been the path from the farmhouse going down for them to go fishing by the sea. And it weaves through the forest and it's sort of been lost in a few places and fallen trees. So it's a really beautiful little route through the forest. So I'm here with Mr Howard Boyle from Ibiza Unlocked. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How was the walk today? <laughs> it was good. It was very entertaining. Tell me something about, you know, this is not the first time we've met on one of these walks. What, what is it about these walks that's so special? Do you know what? It's good, a good opportunity to meet people when you're seeing some beautiful places on the island. Some, some of the paths that you go down. Toby knows all these lovely routes. You know, there's, there's a beauty to this island that, yeah, there's nowhere else like it in the world. And... Uh, Thank God for Toby and uh, Walking a Bee for, for showing us the real side of the island. And, uh, yeah, as I say, you get to meet people as well. That's always good. All weird and wonderful walks of life that you wouldn't normally meet in a bar or a club. So, yeah. You're talking about your love life again. <laughs> Always well, on the prowl. Well, I'm actually back on the market. So, uh, yeah, just putting that out there. That's the only reason you wanted to come on this podcast, wasn't it? Just it's going to be a long winter, Joe. It's going to be a long winter. <laughs> But there is something very special about the people you meet on Toby's walks. It attracts a certain type of person, as we've been sort of experiencing from his wonderful speech there. Yes, it does attract uh, all sorts of walks of life. I mean, we have one guy here, he's a um, Dutch guy, he's like the biggest uh, produ- manufacturer, producer of uh, pickled onions, of all things, in Holland. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you get talking to guys like that and other people that do retreats, um, other people, artists, uh, architects, all sorts of weird and wonderful people and you have some really in-depth conversations while you're walking through beautiful countryside and scenery. Can't beat it really. Thank you. Gorgeous. Thank you very much. Wonderful.
little private little serenade. Belinda Clark, Toby's wife. Very beautiful. Well, what was the song called? Did you write it especially, or is it something you no, no, learned? It's, it, I learned it um, at a, a workshop here on Ibiza, and it's a very, very old Slovakian folklore song. I did wonder, actually. It did sound, obviously, not from, not from these lands. No, and definitely not English, but it's truly emotional and um, very heart-opening. So happy birthday to Mr. Walkies, Toby Clark from Walking Ibiza. 10th anniversary. We've just come out of a beautiful lunch. I think that's something to toast. Absolutely. A big fat cheers to myself and to the company that is Walking Ibiza because we are 10 years old um, almost to the day. Today was the day 10 years ago that I was um, getting ready to set off around the island with my infamous one euro. I've got to mention it again, Joe. One euro. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to hear the end to that particular tale. Um, you know, we all know how you set off walking around the island in those very early days with one euro. And I think, you know, what is the biggest lesson you've learned over those 10 years of starting out on that journey, kind of not really knowing where it would lead? My biggest lesson I've learned is that the, the first thing that comes to mind is that people are amazing. <laughs> And if you give them the space, they are capable of doing incredible things, like walking around the island in 12 days, like doing a walk they thought they couldn't do. People that come along and say they're really... Senora? Perdón? Hola? Dos más cañas, por favor? Gracias. Got that one in. That's very important, Joe. <laughs> Shouting across the streets of Santa Agnes to make sure we get two more cans. Very uncouth. In. I think we're in San Mateo, actually. Toby, yeah. how many beers oh, have you had? Yeah, Santa Ag- oh, yeah, we are. We moved. <laughs> yeah, we're San Mateo now. Finished the walk in Santa Agnes, but um, we're in San Mateo. Correct. Yeah, I think the, the biggest lesson I've learned, was that your question, lesson? Yeah. Is that if you give people space, they can do amazing things. And that's what I love doing. People come on the walks and say, oh, my God, I'm scared of heights. And I've got to understand what really... What agri- what, what's it called when you're scared of heights? Um, heightophobic. <laughs> that one, heightophobic. <laughs> and I've realised that most people actually aren't. And you immediately get to realise the type of person that thinks they are. But if you give them the confidence and the space, they are not. And that's what I love doing it. And getting, getting them to walk along a precipice that they thought they couldn't do, but they actually can. Get them to walk 12 days around the island or do a 10-kilometre walk or whatever it is to them. You know, if you give people space, they can do it. And a walk, which is so damn simple, is such a metaphor for life in so many ways. And that's, I think, the biggest lesson I've learned. You were saying earlier in your speech, which we heard a little bit of at the beginning of the podcast, about, you know, the actual lengths and breadths that you've gone to 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 put people through their paces and actually get them moving uh, to the tune of around about, possibly over 10 years of... 60,000 kilometres. Now, that is a very, very long way indeed. And sort of 230 times around the entire island. That's massive. And I think, you know, I think the one biggest accolade I could I could give to you is the fact that you've probably changed sort of the thing that this island is most known for. And I think you were the, probably one of the first people that's actually started up a business that's actually focused on something really healthy. And that's just like, you know... Just the simple act of walking has, has really changed, I think, you know, the, the kind of landscape of activities that, that people get up to in Ibiza or people think they can get up to in Ibiza. 
yeah it's I, I never set out to do anything particular I just set out to start walking and that's what's happened but the more I've the more I've done walking right from the very early days I've realized that Ibiza's got so much more to it than than the clubbing and the partying which I love doing as, as you know we all go out clubbing and partying a little bit still but to show people the other side of it and that's what's always mind-boggling to me you know they, they think there's only um, amnesia and privilege and all these places but you take them outside of that and show them the crazy beauty just where we walk today even though we walk to this most crazy place and this guy had to be rescued by by the coast guard but if you're going to get rescued somewhere that's the place to get rescued and a beautiful place on Ibiza. I mean, he's going to be talking about today, your 10th anniversary for the rest of his life, the day he got helicoptered off of Ibiza. Not quite helicoptered. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't there. Ah, I missed that bit. Yeah, so no, um, by the Coast Guard, I had to come around and, and rescue him. But yeah, if you're going to get rescued somewhere, why not um, feel very faint and lightheaded and not be able to walk anymore? So we have to use all the emergency things we had in place. And they actually worked, which I was quite impressed with. So our emergency procedure worked and we managed to get um, Dan rescued off the rocks where we were, where we'd stop for a swim. And honestly, the videos are fucking amazing. <laughs> the videos of him being rescued, the boat comes in, he gets on the boat and goes off. It was the most crystal clear, beautiful waters, blue skies, big, massive cliffs along the west coast of Ibiza. And it's made a great video. <laughs> so that could be for uh, Walking Ibiza, the movie that's been coming for a long time now. Yeah, I'm still up for that movie. Um, it takes a step closer every time I have a group together. Still waiting for someone to come and fund it. I want to do it properly. So if anyone wants to fund a Walking Ibiza movie about the 12-day walk around the island, the life-changing experience people have, then please um, contact me. Yeah. I mean, is that the first time that somebody has been rescued on your watch? Yeah, uh, it's, I've, it's never happened before, and it's rather ironic that it was on the 10th anniversary walk that I was doing. I was all happy about doing a quick three-hour walk then we get to the restaurant have a few beers meal speech bit of live music by Nell and we have a great a great um, afternoon and wow suddenly we got down there and suddenly um, the, the father is saying to me Toby 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 what's wrong with what's wrong with Dan what's wrong what's wrong with Dan and I went over and it's like oh my god this guy is really not so good and what trying to work out what's wrong and looking on him for, for um jellyfish stings to see if he'd been stung by a jellyfish was he going into an anaphylactic shock trying to remember all my first aid training thinking shit what am i doing patrick was with me as well another guide that, that guides for us saying patrick patrick um any ideas what we should do sort of getting two people on the case and i really didn't know what to do there was no signs of anything physical on his body his father was starting to get quite panicky and then luckily he started to come around a little bit but it was still like we were in the middle of absolutely nowhere, no phone signal. The beers have just arrived. Muchas gracias. gracias. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, and at the beginning I wasn't panicky because I was thinking, hey, this guy's going to come around and be all right. Then he said about a pain on the back of his neck and I was looking for jellyfish stings or some other sting or an insect sting or something like that. You ask all the questions that you're told to in first aid, you know, are you on um, any medication? Did you have a big night out? Have you taken MDMA? Have you done all this sort of stuff? Because people do do that on walks quite often. Sometimes, some people smoke a joint on a walk sometimes. But none of all this was coming up negative. The father's going, no, no, he's really healthy and everything else. And then, yeah, I was like, shit, we are in the middle of nowhere. What the hell do I do? So it was a, bit, a little bit of a scary moment for me there. 
but never happened before on a walk, never. I think the other thing about Bill's Gate, which you very kindly actually invited me on and I sadly didn't make. Bill's Paradise. Like the birds of paradise. Um, Bird's Paradise. Bill's Paradise. (laughs) Bill. Bill. Who's Bill? The actual cove is called Guillermo, which is Ibethink for William, short for Bill. Ah, okay, fine. So Bill's Paradise. Do we know who Bill is? A very ironic, a very well ironic or strange thing happened is that Tim, one of my guides, got shown the walk by a guy called Bill. So Tim started calling the walk Bill's Paradise. And then it was only literally about two months ago that I looked on a map and saw it's called Guillermo, which is, if I think, for William. So I ring up Tim and go, Tim, the, the bay's called Bill's Bill, Bill's Cove. And he's going, yeah, I know. I go, yeah, but the guy that showed it to you is also called Bill. He goes, yeah, I know. So he wasn't phased by it at all, but I thought it was an amazing moment of an epiphany. Um, but that's why it's called Bill's Paradise, for two reasons. So it's called the, the Cove of Bill, and also it was shown to us by a guy called Bill. Super, super sad to have missed that today. And um, definitely you're going to have to take me there again. But what is what is so special? Why did you choose that for the 10th anniversary walk before we go into what actually unfolded there today? It's been a really, really, really favourite walk of this year. We're in the year of COVID, the first year 2019. If you listen to it in 2024 and it's still going on, please finish it. Um, yeah, and I, I got shown the walk only the back end of last year and I started doing it. And when I first did the walk, I just went, wow. This has everything a walk needs to have. It has an amazing start to it. You walk through the Valley of Santa Ines, or Agnes, depending what language you're speaking. Yeah. Then you drop down into this beautiful little cove which has boathouses in it where the fishermen used to go and fish. They're not going down to fish anymore, or there's a few boathouses there, but um, not, many fish, not much fishing going on. And then that's as far as we got today. But we normally then carry on. And they managed to join up these two walks together. And it's quite a, a trek out of it down this sort of homemade path, if you like, that we managed to join two walks together. And then you end up in this small village, this lost village in the middle of nowhere. And there's even a spring. So you walk through this, these canes and you have to duck right down to really, really low. And then you come up and there's, there's this natural water flowing out of the rock. It sounds pretty spectacular. And now I'm even more sad that I didn't make it. But... Um... Yeah, I mean, the one thing I think that's cropped up in many of the conversations I've had today about why it is that your walks are special, because there are people that have cropped up over the years since you started this business who have obviously done their own like sort of splinter walks, I believe someone described them as. And, you know, the thing is, and this is precisely why I like the fact that you're kind of describing the fact that you're a little bit unfazed and this has never happened to you before and nor should it ever happen to you. But it's, you know, you don't really... um, back away from things that are a little bit challenging or a little bit scary or maybe other people would be like "Ooh, it's probably not a good idea to take people there and that's what's the magic because you know when you do conquer those things and when you do go to those places and you do you know get to the top of the cave of light and gaze down like even I was just tempted to go yeah fuck it I'm just gonna jump in there like because it's you know you just kind of inspire that feeling in other people I think to be a little bit more fearless and I think particularly in this moment in time in life that's exactly what we all need and we need to just throw that kind of fear factor away and step in a little bit more into the kind of like the unknown yeah I think people just need to get out there more now and it's I still have to pinch myself or slap myself around 
my face or what I actually feel like doing is slapping other people around their faces of people that are scared at the moment of going out walking with us or going out walk by yourself I'm not saying walk with, walk with our groups but people that are scared of going out walking in nature and you see these people walking down the beach with a face mask on you just like feel like going up and slapping around the face and going you're in nature you know and the people that walk around in cars wearing a mask by themselves they deserve to be go to another level but we're not going to go there but it's the best place we can be you know we're in nature everyone's distance naturally because you're walking a couple of meters apart and you're breathing in the beautiful most fresh air in the world you're getting positive energy and for me that's just what it what it needs you know we, we don't need to be stuck in our houses in fear and everything and to be able to take people to those places and to get their eye you see their eyes open up and go oh my god and honestly when we arrived at the place before the guy got rescued the sun was coming down onto that sea and it's like this most beautiful gray blue color and you just want to jump in it it's just inviting and the people that start out the walk and go i'm going you're going to go swimming they go oh no i don't go swimming in the sea because i have to take my clothes off and i have to walk up with salty water on my body and that might kill me and then they get down there and they're actually they actually go toby i'm going to go in you know and they take their clothes off and even some of them going butt naked and i'm like wow okay you know the the inspiration that it takes for people to to do that for me that's what's so beautiful and to get someone out of their home their office wherever they are and to go wow i've when they get back at the end of the day and they've just had the most incredible experience and they're tweeting and whatsapping and all their pictures to their mates you know that's what that's what's incredible you know look where i've been today and look how great i feel the first memorable walk was with charlie chester and mitch and what a memorable walk that was and the 10th anniversary walk also a rather memorable walk so pretty crazy crazy day basically don't don't take those boys walking anymore <laughs> no, i think they should never come on a walk with anyone again i'll take them on <laughs> private walks <laughs> i mean yeah it's obviously not without event sometimes these these particular excursions that you you know are quite fearless that you take people on particularly that peninsula walk as you said in san vincente out towards the uh, the wreck of a is it a church uh lighthouse lighthouse yeah that one i did that a few times by myself and then i thought i don't know if you've ever noticed i never actually label any walks as hard because if i label a walk as a hard walk no one turns up so I always label walks as medium, medium, plus, 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 plus. But I never actually say hard. But I thought, okay, if I label this walk as a hard walk, then it put off the people that um, might not be up for it. And yeah, there's a few tricky bits on it. But everyone's capable of doing it. And we really do make it sound really, really, really scary. So it puts most people off. But the people that come get amazing things out of it. Just just beautiful. It's a, an amazing location and just amazing experience you know to walk along an old path that was there since 1840 a lot of it's gone in the sea but you have to make your sort of jumps across the path that's missing and you get there and it's just like my god this has been here it was built in 1840 and it's still still there the building is still there the lighthouse is gone but what an amazing experience and that's what we like to do not all of our walks are like that but we like to push a few people on some walks yeah what i mean what what's that you know what would you say that is is that something about you that makes you want to kind of encourage people or what is it about that kind of adventurous side of the walks because you know you're called walking Ibiza but I think after the around the island I kind of wanted to rename your company climbing Ibiza because we did a lot of mountain climbing and rock climbing and hanging and (laughs) you know it was it was it was an adventure I mean there was you know we had 15 kilos on our backs in the very first uh Oh, six o'clock. Ding dong. Ding dong, six o'clock. Time for another drink. 
Definitely time for some more chapitos. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, yeah, there is never a dull moment, but, you know, that's because of you. You know, you are the one that basically decides everything and where these people are going and how far and how hard and how deep you're going to go into that adventure. And I think, you know, that is obviously part of your personality. Yeah, I, like, I do like a bit of adventure. I would have said in my previous life I didn't. I was quite a safe guy and I wouldn't go off and do crazy things. But yeah, I do like a bit of adventure. And I think that if I maybe do, when I go out on a walk by myself with the guides, and we're actually doing a walk on Tuesday, and we're being shown it by someone who's called it the hardest walk on Ibiza, down to Sestoretas. If you know where it is, you know where it is. And I'm a bit like, ooh, he's calling it the hardest walk. And this guy is a Swiss, um, yeah, Swiss guy, super, super fit. And I'm going, oh, can I actually do that? But yeah, I'm up for the challenge. So I do like a bit of adventure, absolutely. And I think that if you push a few people in the right way and in a nice gentle way you push people a little bit further out their boundaries then they they learn so much and they become such a better person as well and that's why I maybe like pushing people maybe a little bit more than they would think they might get on some walks but especially the Friday walks I like to yeah maybe go come on you can do it and when they do do it they are smiling at the end of the walk they're just like the most happy most beautiful people at the end of the walk and that that's what it's about you know it's about why should you stay in your boundaries all the time you know go outside your boundaries get outside your comfort zone a little bit and then you grow and grow and grow if you just stay inside your boundaries all the time and don't do any adventure or don't push yourself a little bit you're just going to grow old boring you know so grow old with excitement and happiness and that's what i love doing with people i think you know that's obviously what creates those magical lunches and uh, get togethers that happen at the end of those walks at the end of the day on the round the island walk like every every day i woke up i was like yeah never gonna drink ever again in my entire <laughs> lifetime and by evening i was like give me a beer and you know you go through so much in a day on that around the island it is it is you know it's a prerequisite it's gonna happen and uh, those they're, they're celebratory i got through another day of war when i never thought i could walk another step when i wake up in the morning and you kind of somehow inspire people to to carry on that's that's you know maybe you should have been in the army no 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 because i don't believe in the army but um there you go um i don't yeah i when you say that i'm like do i inspire people that way do, do people would f people follow me off a cliff if i walked off a cliff i don't know well you've got you know you you crack the crack the old whip pretty hard like to be honest on the around the island there was several occasions where i wanted to murder you like it was just like no that is not humanly possible toby clark so uh, maybe the SAS then, if not the army. I have actually read a few books of people who have been in the SAS and they do actually get my adrenaline going and thinking, wow, that'd be amazing, but I'm way too old to do it now. You know, you need to be 20 and crazy and slightly mad to do the SAS, but people do do it. But when I read the books, I do actually get adrenaline flowing. So maybe that's um, a little bit about what I love doing. But in my little way, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a crazy guy. I don't, I don't take unnecessary risks. <laughs> And I know lots of people who do take really unnecessary whisks. <laughs> I just... He's turning into Jonathan Wass. I stopped because of that. Oh, no. it's because you said I'd take unnecessary um, whisks. whisks. <laughs> no. Just making a Victoria sponge on the way around. <laughs> <laughs> the group that was left when we were down being rescued... Of course, the, a few people went off in the boat being rescued by the Coast Guard. And I thought, well, the rest of us could actually carry on doing the walk that we started out to do. But there was a slightly tricky bit in, it, bit in the walk. You've got to climb up a bit of a precipice. And I thought, no, OK, one, one event in a day. So we went back the same way we'd come. But 
to carry on on that walk is mind-blowingly beautiful just one of the most beautiful places on Ibiza very wonderful well I'm pretty excited because I feel like although I missed out today and um, things didn't go quite according to plan on your actual walk you are starting a very exciting um, new thing this very weekend on Saturday which is only what less than a week away that you're going to actually do the whole round the island walk every weekend yeah so what i thought i'd do this year has been a strange year for everyone and we normally normally literally tomorrow we'd be setting off 12 days walking around the island but what i thought this year because we can't do the 12 days around the island walk is why not make it still possible and we're gonna we've broken the 12 day around the island into a 10 day 10 stages around the island each Saturday, starting the 17th of October, we're going to do one-tenth stage of the Round the Island Walk. So we do every Saturday, starting at 9 o'clock in the morning, we do a stage of it, finishing <laughs> 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And it means that everyone can do it. You know, you're sleeping in a bed the night before, no tents involved, super energised from the day before, super energised and you can sleep when you get home. And you just have a beautiful experience of doing every Saturday one-tenth stage of the Round the Island and I thought what a beautiful way to do it it's a tenth anniversary ten stages and um, what a lovely way to celebrate this great ten years that we've had and to continue it on every year I, ha- I honestly if I could sell every a ticket to every person that said they would do the 12 day Round the Island adventure I'd be a very wealthy man now because so many people want to do it but they just don't sign up for it for various reasons, time and space and money and family and all sorts of reasons. But this is a way for people on the island to be able to complete the whole coastal walk of the island over 10 Saturdays, only €40 Euros per uh, Saturday, and it also includes getting a minibus back to the start point, because, of course, they're all one, one-way walks. And I just think it's a beautiful thing that people can do in this, this environment at the moment, and what a great present to give to yourself, you know, to walk around the island, get healthy, get super fit and to enjoy this beautiful island. And I think that sounds absolutely glorious and a great way to celebrate what has been a year where you can't do the year around the island. Of course, the very last episode of The Reset Rebel was uh, myself and the wonderful Simon Reid traversing and uh, Mm. circumferencing or circumnavigating, great word, uh, the island together on a boat in one day, which was uh, adventurous and uh, momentous. But I think, you know, I have one last question to finish today's podcast. Like, what... You know, you've been going for 10 years. I feel like you've really, as I said before, you know, had a greatly positive influence on changing the game in terms of what Ibiza is known for. So what would you like to achieve in the next 10 years? Wow, big question. I think for me, I've said already that I've I've now walked around the entire coastline of Ibiza on one euro. I've walked around Formentera without eating. I've walked around Menorca normally. And my next goal is to walk around Mallorca, the big one. I think it's about a thousand kilometers and will probably take about a month. And really what I just want to carry on, if if I'm still here in 10 years time, which I bloody hope I am, what I just want to have done is touched people's lives again. Just to, to take as many people again on walks, to take the average Joe blogs, the famous people I take walking, I've taken some amazingly big famous people walking. And just to touch people's lives with what Ibiza can offer, you know, and to break out the mould of Ibiza's this image that we that we have because of the media, and just to put it into perspective that there is a beautiful, beautiful side of Ibiza, and I come back to the yin and yang, you know, the one side of it is the clubbing and the drugs and the ketamine and all that stuff, 
and the other side is this beautiful nature. And when we're sat in this little village at the moment, having a little chat here, the sun's going down, the church bells were ringing behind us, and just what a beautiful, blessed island we're on. You know, it's we are just blessed to be here, and I want other people to touch into that blessed feeling that we have. Adios. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Amazing chatting to you, Joe. I always love you. Actually, whenever I chat to you, you always bring up just great memories and reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing because you ask the right questions. And I, I love that when I sat and sit and chat to you. And thank you for doing that. Well, thank you for yeah showing people some magical, intricate little spots on this island that would never be discovered without your intrepid little explorer, Christopher Columbusness. <laughs> I will keep exploring and keep showing people these amazing places because that's what I just love doing. You know, many people search, and it's really trendy at the moment, to find your passion. And I am blessed to have found my passion, maybe not 10 years ago, but six or seven years ago. And I'm doing what I love doing. I love taking people walking. Whenever I'm driving to walk, I get happy. I just get happy when I'm driving to a walk. I get in a great frame of mind. And I just love doing it. And the more I'm doing it, the more I love doing it as well. It's not, it's not waning or anything. It's just getting stronger and stronger. So please keep coming and walking because that's what I want to do. Keep taking people walking. Simple. I think we're going to finish today's um, 10th anniversary episode with the person who made you great. And that is, of course, always not only your wonderful, beautiful, amazing wife, Belinda, but your mother who actually put you on this planet in the first place and also happens to be an Ibiza walking guide, a walking Ibiza guide. And, you know, she is an inspiration in, you know, so many different, different ways. What is it, do you think, that, you know, Sheila kind of, like, brought out in you as a child or maybe that kind of exploring little encouraging way, perhaps, that she made you, you know, fascinated by nature and wanting to get out there and kind of, you know, immerse yourself and encourage other people to experience what it is to get out there and kind of, like, really see this island in a way that's different to other people do through their own eyes wow that's a pretty hefty question um and the first thing that came to me and i always these days now i'm sort of in my 50s i can say things that maybe don't make sense but i actually think i brought it out in my mum and that's the weirdest thing to actually openly say in an interview because my mum um, went through two marriages and when she then moved here um, five years ago she moved to Ibiza five years ago and she started joining in the walks but she was already into walking in England and I wasn't but I wasn't even in England I was here and she started joining the walks loving the walks and she came to you one day and said Toby I think there's a market for people who want to walk maybe less than you do <laughs> and eat cake <laughs> and eat cake and have tea and coffee at the end and I was like mum brilliant idea love you to bits I love 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 my mum to bits and she's an inspiration to many, many people just to keep active and keep walking and keep socialising. My mum loves socialising. Any excuse for a glass of wine and she's there. In fact, ring her up now and get, get to come here today. She'll be here in five minutes. She only lives five minutes down the road. But, um, yeah, I think it was that point that she actually got a bit inspired by what I was doing. So it's a bit of a twist in roles even. That she was looking and enjoying so much the walks that she thought, I can actually lead a group of people. And what a beautiful thing for your mother to decide to do in her older age to say I want to lead a people a group of people walking and give them tea and cake and coffee and tea at the end and I was like 100% I'm behind you mum 
so he put it out there and my mum's had bigger walks than me you know she's had 50 60 70 80 people on her walks just crazy crazy numbers and she's got this whole beautiful friendship going on with these people that come every week and they come out for for the social side of it also to see the beauty of Ibiza and everything else but it's a social thing and it's again just the simplest thing of walking bring people walking get them chatting get them in a, an environment that they can open up as well because the beautiful thing with walking is when you're walking you're not looking at the person in the eye generally you're looking forward so you're more openly likely to actually chat and talk about your fears and your problems and your issues so that created amazing connections and my mum's made incredible um, relationships and friends and everything with people so it's just the most beautiful thing and I'm very very impressed and impressed maybe that's a bit of a weak word but I just love my mum for her enthusiasm. And I think my mum's sort of fit now. She, you know, we put out these crazy walks we do with the guides. And she goes, I want to come. I'm going, but mum, you're in your 70s. You know, you, you, you can't do these anymore. And it's really difficult for a son to tell a mum that she maybe can't come on a walk. But I know she, my mum's got a, the brain of a 25-year-old. And, and um, things are changing in her body, you know. So she can't maybe do these hard walks that she did when she arrived here. I took her down Cespalandras when she first arrived. And I took her to um, Spain the back end of last year. And we walked the 15,000 steps of the moors. And actually at the end, she couldn't. She struggled a bit. But I love my mum for what she can do. And in the last months, she's realising what she actually is capable of doing still in her age. But to embrace that and admit it and be beautiful with it, that's what my mum's got. She's an amazing woman and inspires hundreds of people every week. So how beautiful. And makes the best carrot cake known to man. Only if you have the frosting on the top. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm talking about. So, Toby, thank you so much. Like, yeah, you are an inspiration. Happy, happy birthday. Yeah, absolutely, Mum. Love you loads. And I just love you, Joe. And I love all the guides and everyone that makes this possible. Everyone that comes on the walks, everyone that loves Ibiza, everyone that's doing walking on Ibiza whichever way they're doing it even not with me you know just get out and walk and enjoy it love you all happy birthday to you happy birthday to you